Parashat Vayeshev Yaakov. And of course, Hanukkah. Let's start with a little something on Hanukkah. Of course, we know that Hanukkah is a uh, holiday celebrated commemorating a battle that the Jewish nation had with the Greeks thousands of years ago. The battle with the Greeks was not a battle for our life. Unlike the battle during the time of Haman. Purim that we celebrate is to commemorate a different kind of battle. Over there, it was about murder. It was about destroying physically our nation. That was the decree of Haman. But on Hanukkah, the Greeks did not have any intention, made no decrees of hurting us physically. All their decrees, which maybe we'll learn about next week, they were all of a spiritual kind. They were not interested in annihilating our people physically. It was a battle of philosophy. They were very powerful people with very strong philosophy and very strong ideas about how to live life. It's interesting that when we open up Sefer Bereshit and the first time the word Hoshech appears in the Torah, Hoshech means darkness. The first time the word Hoshech appears in the Torah, Hachamim use it as, an, as a, uh, they use it as a springboard to talk about something that is dark, Hoshech, but in unusual type of darkness that maybe we would think is not called darkness. They use the opportunity from the word darkness and say, let me tell you what darkness is. And they say, Hoshech, this is Malchut Yaval. This is the Greek Empire. They are an example of darkness. Why are they called darkness? Maybe they were wrong. Maybe they were evil. Maybe they had terrible ideas. But why are they called darkness? What about the Greek Empire and their ways is called darkness? So I wanted to share with you a simple thought. And you'll, you'll forgive me for its simplicity. But I think it's sometimes so simple that it's forgotten. I'd like to just say a statement that is also simple. Not everything in life that is different makes a difference. Not every difference makes a difference. For example, if I walk out of a department store with a uh, blue bag full of merchandise and somebody else walks out with a green bag full of merchandise. So are the bags different? Uh, yes, one is blue, one's green. 
But it doesn't make a difference. It's not a difference that makes a difference. We must know that not every difference makes a difference. It's obvious. It's simple. Where does that play a role, a real role in our life? Actually, after I'll finish speaking, you'll realize that this is one of the biggest issues in life, actually. This simple statement. You see, in life, every human has a natural desire that God gave him to elevate themselves above. We're all trying to elevate ourselves to be different than everyone else. And we look to find those differences so we can elevate ourselves. Not only because we want to be above others, but we want to be special. So for example, people in life will make it a mission that they're going to separate themselves and they're going to raise themselves, for example, by earning money. For example, if I have more money than everybody here, so I am above you. I'm different than you by being above your financial portfolio. So I feel now accomplished because I am above and different. Not only money, it could be other things. A person could feel above others through his ability in sports. I could shoot basketballs better than you. So I feel special. I feel different in a higher way. Good. Because I could shoot basketballs. I could hit baseballs. It could be in talent like piano. Or a guitar. Or it could be through song. I'm, I'm different. I am better. I am higher. Because I could sing. I could feel higher than you because of my clothing. L look what I'm wearing. You don't wear this kind of clothing. You can't afford this kind of You see the name on it? You can't wear that. So I'm above you in the way I dress. I could use my watch to be above you. I could use my car to be above you. I could use my social status. You know, if I make it socially, where people really look up to me socially, meaning when there's something happening, I'm one of the first to be included. I'm the one that's consulted for important matters socially. People follow what I like. People follow what I say. So I have elevated myself socially. This could be, in me, even knowledge could be one of the ways that I look to elevate myself. I want to be special. I don't want to be a regular person. I want to be something higher. So where do I find 
that higher. I'll find it in many areas. Knowledge could be one of those areas. You see, if I know a lot of things, people will say, oh, that's the guy. Wow, he's got a lot of knowledge. How many other things could we name that people look to elevate themselves by being above and being different in a higher way than others? It's, right? The house that I built. You know, if I build a house that's going to be really special, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be somebody. So I'll spend years and maybe a lifetime to build some of these elevations that's going to make me different and special. Even though humans share many things alike, but we all have a drive to stand out and a, a drive to become something special within ourselves. And there we look to find that difference. By the way, it could be in life experiences. <clears throat> and I could feel different and above. For example, you know how people will say, oh, I was there. I was there. So? <laughs> so? What's that? Instead, that when I'm there, it means you weren't there. I'm different than you. Then I was there. You know, I'm willing to freeze for five hours sitting in a football field, right? You understand? While you're sitting comfortably watching on the screen, right? But the difference is I was there. You understand? I'm willing to even sacrifice for that. I was there. I'll never forget when I was 15, one of my friends came to school the next day. He says, last night, he says, you forgive me for saying this. Last night, he says, I went to the bathroom in the Yankee Stadium locker room. Wow. You understand? No, but, no, but it was like, like and, and we were all like, what? what? Can't believe it. How many examples can I give you right now? Va vacations, vacations can elevate us by showing that I'm different. So today's topic is called Not Every Difference Makes a Difference. Which means that just because you found a way in your life to stand out above the rest which makes you feel different. But not every difference makes a real difference. You got to be careful. You got to be careful in life that drive to be different and above shouldn't be spent on white bags and green bags. Because those things don't really make a difference. They could be an illusionary difference but they don't really make a difference. So for example, having a beautiful home doesn't really make a difference. What do I mean that having a bigger home or a nicer home doesn't make a difference? It means that just because you have a beautiful home doesn't mean you've achieved a successful, happy life. 
that there might be an illusion in your mind that if I had that home or I have the money, money doesn't guarantee you that you'll have a successful, happy life. Not at all. Money can be the most destructive possession to destroy your life. So you're elevating yourself with something that doesn't necessarily elevate you. You have a dream of how your status socially is going to make you a very happy, successful person, but really, it may not make a difference. In fact, sometimes social status can make you more miserable because now you have a status to protect and live up to. Now every body, every situation becomes even more sensitive in your eyes of why why was the other guy called first? I was only called second. There's no end to issues that could come up with your royal status. So everything that you want to look to differentiate yourself, just because you dress extra nicely from others, doesn't put you in a place that's going to make you successful and happy. It may feel that way. You may have this drive inside of you to towards that because you feel that's where the treasure is and that's how you're going to elevate yourself and make a difference in yourself. But in reality, when you get there, you may find there's nothing really there for you. I'm not here saying, by the way, that a house is not important, even a nice one. I'm not here saying that money isn't important. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when you look to these things as the accomplishment, the elevation, the difference that you're making in your life because you have the watch, because you have the car, because you have the house, because you have the money, because you have the clothes, because you have the experiences, because you have the vacation, because yeah, when you live your life and those things are the difference that's going to elevate you, and you use your drive of elevation to get there, thinking that there will be what I am searching for, so you're going to be highly disappointed. Because in reality, all those things I mentioned are differences that don't make a difference. They just don't make a difference. It's not going to make a difference if you shoot basketballs in a hoop, no matter how good you are. I'm not saying basketball is not good. You can enjoy basketball. But if that's going to be your elevation tool, you're going to be disappointed. Perhaps, I was saying on my own, perhaps we can explain those are the words of the dream of Yaakov's ladder. Just maybe as a hint. It says the ladder. What is the ladder of Yaakov's dream? It's the ladder that we all climb in life. We all have a ladder. We all feel a need to elevate ourselves somewhere. There's this ladder and we're climbing one rung after the other. It says in the dream, Yaakov saw malachim olim beyordimbo. They were going up and down. Perhaps we could say that in life, sometimes you think you're going up, but in reality, you're just going down. You think you're going up somewhere. Meanwhile, you're just driving yourself down. 
not every time you feel that you're elevating yourself and becoming something special, are you really doing that? It could be just the opposite. I will tell you, there is only one elevation in life that really makes a difference. Are you ready for that one? It's only one. By the way, again, I'm going to name you other things. Marriage could make people feel elevated. Here I am, my friends and I are single. A girl, a young man. And all of a sudden, I got lucky, I'm smart, uh, I'm sharp, whatever the way I got to it. Now, I got, I feel elevated. I'm, I got married. You didn't get married yet. A girl could feel that way with her friends. I have a child. I now... I'm elevated, but being married doesn't make you elevated. And neither is having a child. So I'm saying even important things like marriage and children, even knowledge, wisdom of Torah doesn't make you elevated. Again, all those things could be nice and even important, but if they're your target of elevating yourself, you're going to be very disappointed. There's only one thing in life that is worth calling it, this is going to make a difference. A difference that's going to make a real difference. You ready? One thing. I'm going to tell you what it is. It says, Ezehu hacham. Very interesting. It says, who is a wise man? Now, why are they asking that question? First, we have to understand the question. Who is a wise man? As if it's a, like, a very confusing. When you say who is, means you're looking for him and you can't find him. Or you can't even understand what that is. So let me tell you why they're troubled and they're asking who is a wise person. Because number one, being smart doesn't make you wise. You could be, smart means God gave you a tremendous ability in your mind. Just people, like people have muscles. Oh, by the way, it's another example of elevation. People look to be fit physically with a lot of muscles and, and they feel that will elevate them. It's another example. Being smart means God gave you a very strong brain. You have strong brain muscles. You get things faster. You remember things longer. You are maybe deeper in your thinking. Maybe clearer in the information that you get. Those are God-given gifts. Being smart doesn't make you wise. Remember that. You could be brilliant and not wise. Knowing a lot of information doesn't make you wise even if the information is accurate even if it's from a good source being knowledgeable what we call chokhmah doesn't make you a hasan you follow wisdom doesn't make you a hasan it's very hard to believe being intellectually able 
does it make you hacham? And even knowing wisdom, not knowing nonsense, not knowing uh, the baseball statistics from last night's games, knowing wisdom, really, you have, you learned all the wisdom of the Torah, and you learned all the wisdom of Shlomo HaMelech, and you know all the wisdom of life, and you learned wisdom from your parents, and you learned wisdom from your rabbis, and you listen to class every day, every morning, and every night, and you... Does it make you a hacham? Those are two things that knock out. So that's why they're asking. So is there a hacham? What's left? I mean, if it's not my brain power, and it's not my wisdom, so then what is it? Follow? You understand the question now? It's a big question. Because we knocked out the, some of the obvious answers that people get excited about. They say, oh, he's so smart. What they mean is he's so smart, he's going to live life beautifully. That's what it means. He's so smart. He always knows how to make the right decision. He's so smart. No, being smart doesn't make you hacham. And knowing a lot of things, even that might be your elevation, even knowing a lot of things doesn't make you hacham. So, great question. Meaning, don't think it's a simple answer. Who is then the wise person? And Hachamim tell us the most amazing line. Really, this line needs a lot of time to think about it. It's such a beautiful line. I hope that I have the capability today to give you a little bit to reveal what they're saying. Look at this line. So Hazal say, This is the only one, and there's no other. Look at these words, but you got to pay attention to these words. Maybe you've heard them before, but we, we, we have to really dissect them. They say, Someone who sees, Which means in simple English, Someone who sees the results of life before they happen. Aroetanolad means that on the highway of life, you're able to see the results before they happen. Hello? Are you with me or no? Compare it to a person driving. I don't know if you ever tried this. I have to admit, I did try it once. Try in the Garden State Parkway in the middle of the night and turn off your headlights. Just try for a second. You see nothing. You don't see anything. Especially the holy good old God. Imagine going through the highway without able to see in front of you what's happening. You're not going to be able to predict the results. You see, when you put headlights on, you're able to see what's ahead, so you know when to turn, so you know when to stop. But without headlights, you don't see what's coming ahead. If you don't see what's coming ahead, it's only a matter of time when you'll crash. You could have avoided the crash if you would have seen forward. Could you imagine that you lived life with the ability to see the results before they happened, life would be 
a perfect place for you. The money that you will make will actually be there to help you because you will foresee all the different obstacles that money might bring you and use it in the right way because you're always seeing ahead. So you know what not to say. You know what to say. Oh, if I say this now, I'm already seeing ahead. Imagine getting married and being able to see ahead. First, you'll know how to get married. You'll know who to get married to. And then you'll know what to do when you're married. Because you're always seeing ahead. And you say, oh wait, if I say this, oh my goodness, I don't want that to happen. Why are so many people in life, so many people, not so many, everybody in life. But there are many obvious cases of people that crash. Why they crash? Because they were living life in darkness without headlights. They could not see ahead of their decisions. They befriended somebody, didn't realize where that was going. They started doing something and didn't realize where that was going. They couldn't control themselves in a certain area and didn't realize where that was going. They used their mouth in a way that they didn't realize where that was taking them. They were doing the wrong things or not doing the right things and didn't see ahead. Now, we speak about the people who crash, but there are also cases that didn't crash in our world, but also crashing. Because this world is meant to be a world of shlemut, of perfection, of simha, of happiness always, 24-7. Marriage is meant to be gan eden all the time. It really is supposed to be that way. How many people could say that? Almost none. Because they're not a hacham. Because they don't see ahead the results of their actions. All the other things that I mentioned today and many thousands like them that people look to elevate themselves and differentiate themselves are really all living in darkness. Because all those things without wisdom to be able to light up the way will not make them of any use. So you have a big house, so what? What does that guarantee you? Nothing. If you had the ability to see ahead and how to use the house and what to do in the house, then even if your house was small, you'd figure it out. If you have a bigger home, you'd figure it out too. There are advantages to both. But without the headlights, the very item you're looking to elevate yourself, not only is not going to make a difference, it may actually come back to, to destroy you. Therefore, the greatest, the greatest difference in life is the ability, if you could see ahead in your life, in everything that you do, whether it's in your home, in your business, with your sisters, with your brothers, with your parents, with your friends, in every area, the challenging times, the good times, the off times, the busy times, the youth, elder, grandpa, teenager, always, if you have the ability to see ahead, 
You have the wealth of life. Now, if you notice, I mentioned one of the fake things was wisdom. You might feel I contradicted myself. I said one of the fake elevations is that you feel wisdom because you know a lot of wisdom. But now I'm telling you that that is the greatest thing. So how can it be the same? So let me tell you. Wisdom doesn't make you elevated. It's using wisdom and actually committing your life that wisdom will be your teacher. And better yet, wisdom will be your leader. Who is your leader in life? Who leads you? You see, you can know a lot of wisdom. You come here every day and learn. You can open books and learn. But it doesn't mean anything. You can know a lot of things, but not necessarily is that leading your life. is more than knowing something. It's that whenever I make decisions in my life, at least anything of value, I need to turn to my leadership. And my leadership is wisdom. What is the wise way to do this? What is the wise way to go about that? In every area in life, is it possible to have wisdom and not to follow wisdom? Of course. That's why in our Amidah, the first Berakhah that we ask Hashem for wisdom. We don't say wisdom. We don't say Chokhmah. Actually, we say Da'at. Baruch Atah Hashem. Hashem, you give Da'at. Chokhmah is the wisdom. Da'at means you've committed to its leadership. You see, you can know a lot of things, but then do your own thing. I know a lot of things, but when it comes to actually doing it, I do my own thing. Da'at is a commitment to my wisdom. It's the consultation with wisdom before I act. That's called Da'at. The Gemara says the most interesting line. The Gemara says that any Talmud Hacham, any Torah scholar, wise person, Talmud Hacham, She'en bo Da'at, that doesn't have Da'at, Nevela Tova Emenu, a dead animal is better than him. What an interesting use of a mashal. Again, a Talmud Hacham that doesn't have Da'at, even a dead animal is better than him. First of all, how did he become a Talmud Hacham if he has no Da'at? Imagine a Talmud Hacham that has no Da'at. What does that mean? He's a Talmud Hacham, he tell me. And why are you comparing him to a dead animal? What does that have to do anything? Answer is, you could be a Talmud Hacham. You could know a lot of wisdom. You could impress a lot of people. You quote books, you by heart, you'll quote the pages, you'll tell them what you know from the Zohar and you'll quote the commentary on the Zohar and you'll quote all. And the people listening will be mesmerized. Ooh, wow. Wow. What? Chokhmah. You believe what this man knows? That's called Talmid Hacham. But em bodaat means 
You can have all the wisdom, but you don't have that. Means you don't live your life following that as your leadership. Chokmah is your leadership. You can know everything about anger and patience and be an angry person. You can know everything to know about humility and arrogance and be arrogant. Wisdom doesn't, coming to a class and learning, even if you did this your whole life, doesn't guarantee that you will have da'at. Why is it that an animal that's dead is better than him? Because this man is a dangerous man. A wise person who doesn't have da'at is a dangerous man. And what makes him more dangerous is that he looks great. He sounds great. And people want to be like him. People are attracted to him. But he's not someone to emulate. A dead animal, at least, it smells. It looks horrible. People stay far from a dead animal. They know it's not something to get close to. That's why it's better than him. Because he is like the dead animal, except worse. Because he looks great. He sounds great. But he's someone to stay away from. Da'at as our leadership, wisdom as our leader, is the greatest difference in life. Because it takes all the things that I mentioned before, whether you have them or not, whether you have the social status or not, wisdom figures out a way how to make it awesome. A lot of money, a little money. Wisdom can make it awesome. Whatever you have or don't have, whatever challenge comes up, whatever age, wisdom gives you the road. And you'll always come out on top. It's truly a difference that will make a difference. Everything else will not make a difference, even if you feel different. Now, what do you mean, Haro Eitan Nolad? What does Nolad mean? What does Nolad mean? That will be born. But the word Nolad in Hebrew is such an interesting word. Because Nolad here in this context is being used to describe the future. Haro are you able to see the Nolad? Are you able to see the outcome? Now, someone might ask, well, I'm not a fortune teller. What does that mean? I'm not a, I'm not a magician. I'm not, I'm not a prophet. What do you mean seeing? How do I, how can I see the Nolan? How can I predict the future? How do I know what's going to happen? What does that mean? You're asking the impossible. I'm a human being. Where do I get those headlights? Where, where, how did, where do they install them? What, what are you asking from me? The impossible. Oh, you want to be successful? See ahead. Well, that would be great. Imagine you played the stock market and you could see ahead. Uh, you're, you're unstoppable. Of course, if you could see ahead, anything, you'll be successful. But where does that come from? How am I supposed to get that? So the word nolad means that which will be born. But actually, the word nolad is a very unique word in Hebrew. Because it also means that which was born. Like someone who had a baby will say, Nolad la nuben. We had born to us a boy. Nolad could also describe the past. That which was born in the past. In this statement, 
it's describing that which was which will be born in the future. So interesting. Which actually gives tremendous light to our question. How am I supposed to know the future? Answer is Hashem made a great miracle in life. He made a great miracle in life. While we're all different, we all look different, we sound different, we have different backgrounds, we come from different places, we grow up in different families. We're very unique in so many ways. But one thing about us that is very similar, our challenges in life, our different situations that elevate us or bring us down is very similar. If I would describe today to a teenager, if I would go to your son or daughter and describe myself as a teenager and all my challenges, I'd be honest about it, they'd be, they'd be like, wow. Me too. You also feel that way? You also feel sometimes very high and then very low? You feel very popular one minute and two minutes later you feel very unpopular? You, wow, I also feel like that. You also have those days. Yeah, me too. You ever get nervous because someone didn't give you the right compliment? Or, yeah, me also. At the end of the day, we humans all share the same struggles and really are on a very similar path, although we're so different. It's one of the great miracles that Shem made that we're so different, yet we're so alike. Why did God make it that way? If he made us all so different, why can't we just have, just everyone has their own challenges. Everyone has their own ways. Nothing to do with each other. Hashem could have made it that way. He could have, the same way we look different and we talk different and our, our voice sounds different. He could have made every human being on the planet have their own unique set of challenges. Nothing to do with the other. If he would do that, he can't learn it. Hashem gave us the ability to learn about our future by learning about the nolad. When you study the nolad, when you study that what was born, you're actually studying that which will be born. Because that part of life hasn't changed ever. The way your grandpa messed up, you'll mess up too. And the way your grandpa did great, you'll also do great. Because that which was nolad will be the nolad. Where could you learn about the nolad? The previous nolad? There are many places. Number one, not in any order. Your life experiences. You know how many nolad experiences we had in our life, but we never paid attention we learned something, but we never made it our leader. For example, when you grew up, you heard about a kid who was uh, not in a good place. And you went like this. Terrible. I, terrible. Can't believe it. And that was it. You heard about a guy who was married, really, or maybe someone in your family. That was not so great. And you went, oh, it's oh that kid, he's a drug addict. Oh, he's an alcoholic. We love to do that. We love to make those kinds of uh, horrible. But we fail 
to learn the nolad. Which means the guy didn't wake up one day with horrible marriage. That kid grew up and became this. Didn't happen in one day. What were the things that took place that gave birth to this alcoholic? What gave birth to this marriage? What gave birth to this child? What gave birth to the great... Yes, there's people in life that you look at them and you get wowed by them. I wish to have a marriage like that. I wish to have a life like that. I wish to have a simha like that. Beautiful. And we just finish. Okay, I wish. And we move on. Oh, hello. Stop wishing. What are you wishing? You think life is just some random events that happen? Learn the Nolan. Why did that person end up this way? Why did they have that? Everything in life is a cause and effect and result. Everything. The problem in life is we look around and we see so much in good and not so good. But we fail to connect what was to what happened. We fail to make that nolat connection. And because we fail to make the nolat connection, we don't have the headlights for our lives. Because the nolat of the past is the same nolat of the future. Yes, new people, new places, new technology, new, but the same story. What made a great marriage 3,000 years ago, we'll do it again. And what made a terrible marriage, we'll do it again. It's the same thing. By the time you crash, it's too late. You have to see ahead. But you can't see ahead unless you learn about the past. When you get that life experiences, be a student of life. When you see something, something great, mediocre, terrible, learn the Nolad. Ask yourself, how did that happen? Don't just walk away saying, so terrible. Learn from it. Don't just get excited about what you saw. Learn from it. There's a nolad here. Learn from it and commit to its leadership. It's two steps. Connecting the nolad and committing to its leadership. Also, when you learn the Torah, how many times have you learned the Torah? Stories, amazing principles and values. But let me tell you something. For most people, if they're not careful, they could just learn. They could walk out of a class, out of a book. They could learn, close the book, be, feel very good about what they learned because they added wisdom to their mind, but never made the commitment to turn that information to be their leader in their life. It's not automatic when you learn something that it becomes your leader. Not automatic. It's a different department. You can learn a lot. And have nothing to do with your real life. Every time you learn something. There must be that moment that you take. An extra moment. And say wait a second. I just learned something. How do I apply that to my life? I found that for myself. One of the biggest turning points in my life. That I realized this point. That whenever you learn something. You always have to ask. So how does that apply to me? How does that play into my life? And all of a sudden you start seeing it in a whole different light. If you hear it, enjoy it, understand it, write notes, write books about it, doesn't mean you have it in your life.
you must make that extra step. So wait a second. I learned this today. I learned today from this story, cause and effect. I learned that if you do this, this happens. Okay, so how does that work in my life? How does that become my leadership? You follow? That's what, that's what the words of Hazal mean. Look, at, look at how beautiful those words are. Ezehu hacham one who sees as headlights to see the nolad, to see what's coming ahead of whatever you're doing or not doing. How do you see that? By seeing the nolad, it's a dual meaning. Ru'eta nolad is a dual meaning. If you're seeing the nolad of the past, you're already seeing the nolad of the future. It's one and the same, but you got to commit to that nolad. You have to look at the cause and effect. That is the greatest difference in life. If you have that in your life, you are truly an elevated person that's going to make a real difference. Because no matter where you go in life, whatever you're going to have or not going to have, wisdom will have the right road for you to get to the success and happiness and fulfillment of every moment in life. Because you have a real leader. The Greeks had a dark world. Why was it dark? Why out of all descriptions is it dark? Because they were missing these headlights. They also had many things that they looked up to. But they didn't mean anything. They were the origin of the Olympics. In the Olympics, you get a gold medal for lifting weights. They say, oh, you are, you're special because you can carry something that others can't. You get a gold medal for running fast. You get a gold medal for jumping high. You get gold medal for all accomplishments. That became the difference that people try to reach and elevate themselves. Meanwhile, all those differences doesn't make you a successful person. You may get the gold medal on your neck, but doesn't mean that you've reached success. That's called darkness. Living in a dark world without chokhmah of seeing ahead and elevating yourself in areas that don't really make a difference, that's called living in darkness. You're pursuing things that don't make a difference. Again, the things I mentioned aren't bad, but they don't make a difference by themselves unless you have the light to see how to utilize them. Yes, it was a world of darkness. When people see in this world elevation and difference that doesn't make a difference, that's called darkness. That is darkness. And we Am Yisrael, during Hanukkah, in order to commemorate this darkness, we put headlights in our home. Every home makes it a place where we have headlights and we light Nerot. How do we commemorate the darkness of the Greeks? By putting on a light. 
and then adding another light and another light. That light is the light to see forward. It's the light to see what's really going to make a difference and not to waste and ruin so much with the darkness of the Greek values that took a person nowhere. This is the true celebration of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is about a difference that makes a difference. That is the light that we're supposed to put on in our dark world At night. to be able to see ahead by studying, by learning, and by using wisdom as our leader to consult always with wisdom. What does wisdom say over here? That's called dot. That's called living with the wisdom as your leader. And you will be guaranteed, I will be guaranteed, a tremendous success in everything that you do in this world. Have a beautiful day.